Oh, I'm I'm sorry, Lester's. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh. oh, that's very unprofessional. Yeah. See, um, just just before I press record, there, uh, Robert said um, Hibernian, and yeah. <laughs> well, oh, oh, Hibs, messy me. Oh dear, I think I'll probably actually edit out the first half hour of that. Um, yeah, maybe yeah. just fade it in. Yeah, no, all we need is about ten minutes of it. We'll be fine. Uh, oh, right. Yes, welcome. This is uh, we have no cares. This is a Heart of Midlothian podcast. I am Nicol Hay. And I am Robert Borswick. You certainly are. I am. Well, well Hearts fans, uh, you probably don't need me to tell you, but... We, we fucked Hibs. We did, we did. We, we we laid them down by the fire and it was consensual <laughs> and it was gorgeous. And we stroked their hair and we told them, yes, of course I'll respect you in the morning. Of course you're going to come home and meet my mum and we'll take long walks on the beach and we'll, we'll buy that pony and... Oh yeah, maybe we will move to um, Perth when we've retired, and we'll we'll get that lovely cottage that you've wanted for so long. You know what? No, we're not. We're never going to call them back. No. <laughs> oh, great well, stuff. Maybe in a couple of months when we. Uh, yes. When we fist them again. Well, a bit of a booty call. Yes. Send yes, a booty call. Well, maybe we'll be uh, pleasant. We'll go round to their place that time. But um, <laughs> you know, we'll say yeah, yeah. We'll spend the night over, but we'll sneak out while they're asleep or yeah. crying. <laughs> Oh, Sunday, 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 um, Heart of Midlothian 2, Hibernian 1, and what a day it was. Um, interesting, interesting game, I thought. Um, well, we'll start talking about the game in full, but um, I think the, the, the thing that really struck me about the occasion is um, Hibs are, are very much a transformed sides from last yeah. year. They... Um, They've really taken something, and what's most clear is that Alan Stubbs is really working with what he's got and and doing something much more than previous Hibs managers have have done. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think you know he's he's done something different from other Hibs managers like Fenlon, you know, mm-hmm. people like that who couldn't organise a team. That was the main thing they didn't have. They didn't have any organisation. No real leaders on the pitch. I mean, Colin Calder would made Derek Riordan club captain, <laughs> for example. Um, you know, things like that. So he's, he's coming. He's, they're obviously a lot more organised this year, but he is doing the same thing as other Hibs managers, uh, whereby he loses to Hearts. Yes, a common theme amongst uh, Hibernian managers, and one that I'm absolutely delighted shows no signs of abating. So today's game um, started off kind of similarly to Ibrox in that um, Hearts really needed to fuel their way into the game for the first 20 minutes and it kind of set the theme. Hibs were, by Hibs standards, astonishingly well organised, um, combative in midfield and uh, their two centre-halves, Foster, who personally I've always thought has been quite good for a Hibs player and Nelson who has never ever been good ever in recorded history as far as I can tell yes yeah uh, they both knew where to stand they denied so space um, the midfield did well to make sure that so didn't get service and really they stopped us playing for a, a long long spell of the game yeah yeah absolutely I mean I, I think the main one for me was in the midfield it just seemed like Boabin and Gomez to start with um, even though you know they were absolutely fantastic against Rangers and they grew into the game into the game on Sunday to be fair but they were kind of standing off the Hibs midfield a wee bit they weren't jumping in and well not jumping in but you know closing down as quickly as they were mm-hmm. last week and I, you know I think that Hibs didn't really create anything they still didn't create anything at all I think their main tactic was to try and stop us which they did very well at um, they, they were tremendous actually at stopping us for a while yeah, um, kind of an interesting factor in that was um, uh, Dale Carrick not being available. So um, 
Jason Holt took his place. Now, I don't know whether or not Robbie would have gone for this anyway, because it did mean we had more men in midfield. And whereas I think Jason Holt was probably one of Hart's best players in that first 20 minutes where we were, to be fair, struggling. Yeah. Um, it meant that Seoul got kind of isolated. And it also meant that um, Nelson and Foster could very much stay on Seoul's shoulder. He never got any space to, to play. And a theme that developed throughout the game was trying to get the ball to Seoul in the air and him not winning any headers against Nelson or Foster at all. Yeah, yeah. But I did like it when he cracked Nelson square in the face and cut him open. That was quite good. Yes, yeah. That, well, a slight... Uh, premonition of things to come but yes Nelson very much missed a trick there because he had the bandage sort of slightly lower over the right eye and you know you would think someone called Admiral Nelson would just pull <laughs> it all the way down and just complete the costume considering he's now been told to leave well he can leave by yeah. Alan Stubbs as well that, that that would have been quite a nice way to go and just a sort of fuck you <laughs> with, the, with the massive concussion yes bye <laughs> um something else that happened just in that that early period um which again was kind of endemic throughout the whole game, was uh, there was a point where Jason Holt was carrying the ball through the centre circle, um, not two feet away from Willie Collin, who was looking directly at his feet. And he got side down by a Hibernian player, and Willie Collin went, no, no, I think that's fair. And that was very interesting for me, because I'd always wondered whether you'd be allowed to referee a Scottish game if you'd been up all night eating peyote. And apparently, you can. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, it's all too common a theme with Willie Collum, to be honest with you. He, he wasn't good for either team. He was just an utterly atrocious referee, which he has been for some years now. The fact he's actually you know refereed European games um, baffles me. He yep. is a really, really quite terrible, quite terrible referee. To get away from Willie Collum entirely, uh, Hibbs got a penalty. Yeah. Yeah, they they did, and it was it was a bad decision. Um, I oh, I, I wanted to move away from Willie Collum, and instead I've walked right into oh, it. Oh fuck! Yeah, no, you have, you have, and you know, that's that's uh, that's Willie, that's Willie. I mean, it's the fact that the ball. I mean, Danny Handling doesn't have the skill to flick the ball back over his own head <laughs> when he's in that sort of situation. There's only one player that ball could have came off, and it actually. It set up so nicely in there, I was half expecting Colm to fucking volley it in. <laughs> it basically fell onto his left peg. Um, it, it was a bad decision. Um, you can sometimes forgive referees, maybe if the ball goes behind the goalkeeper um, mm -hmm. and the goalie's got a touch, but it looks like the player might have got the touch. It didn't in this instance. It was, it was a bad decision. I felt really bad for Jack as well, Jack Hamilton making his debut. Yeah, well, Jack Hamilton, it was a poor start for him there, but he, he went on to be quite spectacular. But... Uh, the most important thing that happened just after Hibbs were awarded that penalty. Was, oh, oh, oh my. I, yeah, I enjoyed the part when Liam Craig tried to sort of outfox Jack <laughs> Hamilton and then made an absolute prick of it and stuck it wide using his heel. <laughs> I can see him thinking, you know, sort of like, he expects that I'm going to shoot this ball somewhere at that goal. Yeah. Ah, ha, ha. <laughs> ah, ha, 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 if that's the tactic, he's played an absolute blinder. <laughs> yeah, you cannot argue with the results. But process, results, it was all in place. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it was, it was it was great the level of seed that came from uh, Liam Craig basically for the result, well, the 60 minutes after when he just turned into a big angry ball of hibs. 
I think at that point, like we were we were discussing last week, you know, how Hibs improved and they've got personnel and things like that, but they are still fundamentally Hibs. Yes. I think that was the very moment where Liam Craig realised that for all the work he's put in over the summer with the team, with the manager, with everyone, yeah. he's still the captain of a Bernian football club yeah. and yeah. just the crushing reality ate at his very heart. I mean, I think maybe the first 20 minutes he was baffled by the fact they were wearing white and he didn't quite mm-hmm. think that they were Hibs. And then he realised, he really realised when he missed that penalty, and he did miss the penalty. He sure did. By he- a distance. Uh, he realised that he, he is entirely Hibs and um, he wasn't best pleased. Every fibre of him. Yes, yes indeed. Um, which was fun because it actually kind of silenced the Hibs fans who, like I said, had been in fair voice. Bafflingly wheeling out their new chant, which begins with them replicating the mating call of the Silverback <laughs> Gorilla and then launching into Carnival of Paris, which <laughs> I'll... Uh, let the younger listeners in on this one. That was the theme song for the 1998 World Cup. And what else happened? I mean, what else happened in 1998? There was a couple of reasonably significant things. Heart of Midlothian won the Scottish Cup. They did. I, I do remember that, actually. Yeah. And furthermore, the Hibs went down. Yes, they did. They got relegated on the last... Well, was it the last day? I don't even care. I, I, don't, I don't remember at all, because <laughs> what I remember mostly from that season is Hearts winning the Scottish Cup. Yes. I would have thought, now, I would forgive the Hibs for forgetting that we won the Scottish Cup. They don't have much interest in the Scottish Cup as they have demonstrated ably over the last 112 years. Yes. You would think they would remember the relegation, especially yes. in this of all years. Yes, yeah. Um, it, it was um, smacked of irony, somewhat, I must say. It was... i tell you what, it, like, when I was sort of sort of sifting through that first um, 20 minutes to half an hour of fairly anonymous play and, and Hibbs, well, I don't want to call it dominance, let's yeah. just say Hibbs competence, uh, being reminded of 1998 made me feel absolutely joyous. Yeah, but I mean, what, what you've got to try and remember here, though, is that, um, you know, the, the now disbanded, I believe, but probably the still same group, Section 43, are just... Uh, a prepubescent group of super dicks, um, and they won't probably remember 1998, let alone see the significance of it. I'm just thinking of the, the chilling thought of some scientists in a laboratory working hard to breed a race of super dicks, <laughs> and yes. them all filling up that section of Easter Roads <laughs> with their little cardboard uh, coloured squares trying to form the image of something. <laughs> Not a Scottish Cup, I think we've covered that, but yes. <laughs> no, it never shall be that. No. Um, so, yeah, well, the, the the half from there continued on. Um, Kevin McHattie may, nay, should have had a penalty. Yeah. Um, it came from some of the few bursts of, of real football that were played in the game came when Holt, McHattie and Nicholson all combined nicely on the left. There was a lot of these little moves... I mentioned one in particular last week that happened at Ibrox, which is really, really encouraging to see them just popping into space, playing one-touch passes, knowing where each other is going to be. And that is so encouraging for the future because you have to think that, you know, they just need to practice this. This isn't, this is kind of new to them, relatively new to them. They've had a pre-season, but they need to do it in games. And now that we've got two of the hardest games that we'll play all season out of the roads, we have, not to sound too cocky, but... Fuck it, let's put a massive cock in here. Um, <laughs> we've got a couple of months on relatively easy street playing weaker teams yeah. where we can, uh, you know, really sort of bed in. We won't have, you know, the the likes of Dumbarton are not going to be as fired up as Hibernian to get in our faces. Yeah. So there's every chance that we'll 
get the, the time and space to develop that passion and we might really see something special. Yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, uh, Lewis, not Lewis, his name's Kevin. His name is Kevin McCatty. <laughs> You're doing it again, aren't you? I, I will do this for the rest of my life. Yes. Kevin Lu McCatty got into the box. He yeah. came together with Gray, was it? Uh, I think it was actually Liam Craig was uh, was tracking. Liam Craig again. Yes, yes. That was after the you know the ball of seeds was created, um, yeah. and and they basically ran about being just a total dick. Well, yes, uh, he they they came together. You can see why a referee might not immediately give it, but looking back, it certainly should have been a penalty to Hart and Midlothian. I I, th I think so. I think so. It's you know it. McCarty takes a very nice touch and gets it back inside. Lewis, uh, <laughs> Lewis Craig. Um, yeah, no. Just this gestalt entity made up of all the Shannist Hibs players. Can 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 you tell we're excited to talk about Lewis Stevenson's instant <laughs> later on? Uh, Liam Craig. Um, he did. He took. He took his legs away. Um, it, it certainly looked like a penalty. I think Colm was slightly unsighted by the towering frame of Sam Nicholson um, at the time, <laughs> blotting out the sun. <laughs> yes. So I mean that that, that I, I think it can be forgiven uh, given the way the way. The rest of the game went, but um, yeah. I, you know, I think maybe slightly hard, hard done by there. So later on, uh, after a penalty box smash, Sam Nicholson recorded the game's first shot on target, yes. which need I remind you came after Hibernian had a penalty. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then for a couple of corners later, Jordan McGee unleashed a howitzer of a volley. Yes. Ah, yeah. Where where did that come from? <laughs> um, it was it was tremendous. Um, the the technique involved when the ball dropped him. Just to basically usher Blabbin out the way as well, you know, he, he had one thought in his mind that was how he was going to hit it, and he, he really connected very, very well. Um, it's not something, it's not a part of his game that we've seen before, but... Well, that's not there. true. We did see a flash of it at Ibrox. He did have a very, very similar opportunity, but that, whereas this one at Tynecastle was a Boher's Boher away yes. from the, the far post, the one at Ibrox was... Um, yeah. Yes, it just about hit that picture of the Queen that's off at Ibrox. It wasn't, it wasn't the best of efforts, but at least it shows he's got confidence as well, you know. It shows that Jordan McGee is fucking magic, so yeah. we're all for it. Yeah, is just? Uh, and then into the second half, which uh, well began with the, the one instance of uh, Osman Sol, like getting a bit of space away from the, uh, the central defence and he, he picked up the ball, ball and went on a, a lovely run down the left channel. I, it, was, it, was, it was good. It was the one time he really got a chance to, to open up and, and try and damage the Hibs defence. So this heralded um, the fallow times of the game. Very, very bitty. There was a sequence where Hearts had, I think, 7,000 throw-ins, yes. which led to Hibs having 3,000 throw-ins, which yeah. adds up to 10,000 throw-ins, which is, I don't have to tell you, an awful lot of throw-ins. Yeah. Um, there was uh, some Ali Mostark highlights in the middle of there, one where he sort of stood about thinking about the incredible fra fragileness of being and... Uh, <laughs> I think it was Harris came in and tried to steal the ball from him, and then he chased back and he got it back, which was quite nice. Yeah, again, you know, it's exactly the same thing happened with Kenny Miller last week when he just passed him it and he <coughs> sort of went, "Well, run at me, bro," and he, you know, the recovery that he shows was was great. But again, I think he just needs to get used to playing in games of this tempo, and you know, with with all that kind of going on around him, I think he's 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 going to be great. I just think he, he needs a bit more time to bed in. Alternative theory, he's doing it on purpose and he needs to stop coming the cunt. 
Well, yes, okay. <laughs> that's that's an interesting theory there, Nicole. Um, no, it's I, I, yeah, no, I still love him. I don't care. One thing he doesn't need to stop doing is scything the <laughs> living fuck out of Liam Craig oh, on the sideline. Yeah, he absolutely twatted him. It was it was fucking great as well. Um, we we shouldn't really be saying that these things are great. You know, you don't want anyone to be hurt. We shouldn't be. No, but we are. We absolutely should not be saying that. No. But we are. We certainly are. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it was it was just great to see Liam Craig, who had, as we said earlier, reverted to being the the arsehole character in that Hibs team. It's usually Scott Robertson, actually. It's interesting tactics there from Stubbs yeah. to change the arsehole in the team. Um, but keeps us guessing at set pieces. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you know, I'm sure. Like at the you know the start of the game, Robbie sort of going right. Okay, uh, Danny, you've got the arsehole at this corner. Maybe that's what was on the paper. <laughs> that was it's on the piece like, of paper. Craig's the arsehole. Pass Craig's the arsehole. Change it up. Pass the arsehole to McGee. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, no, it, it was it was great to see him absolutely just put on his arse by Ozturk, who'd obviously just had enough of his um, of his antics. Um, it was it was it was great right in front of us as well. It was uh, you could hear, you could hear the scythe. It was wonderful. So at that point, I was not nervous exactly, but coming to terms with the idea that Hibs were a better team this year, and probably this was going to be a nil nil. We were looking, you know, they were playing as well. We were looking out of ideas. And someone had an idea. Yeah. Oh, what an idea it was. It was a, oh, what a great idea. It was, it was just, a, a, my favourite part of the whole thing is how he makes Scott Robertson look like an absolute tit. Who is making Scott Robertson look like an absolute tit then? That would be Sam Nicholson. Sam, young Samuel Nicholson. Stationed out in the right after we brought on uh, Jamie Walker, and uh, we spoke Rob very very um, astutely mentioned last week that uh, putting Nicholson on the right makes him a bit less effective because he does love a cut in onto his favourite right foot. Yes. So he was a little bit quiet once he went on to the right, but he then suddenly remembered he's got a left foot. Yes, yes, and an incredible technique <laughs> and vision and... And by fuck did he use that left foot? <laughs> he did, he did. After they made, uh, made Robertson look like an absolute fanny, um, he then proceeded to... Twat it into the goal. <laughs> he he did. He absolutely. It was a, a good twatting. Um, and a full twenty yards of twat. Yep, yeah, <laughs> a long range twat uh, from Sam. Uh, no, it was it was the fact that um, Oxley had actually made a, a good save from him in the first half. Um, Oxley didn't look like a terrible goalkeeper no. um, by Hibernian standards, and he didn't stand a chance with that one. It was an absolutely incredible finish. I think my favourite part about it was I saw it go in and I was obviously losing every inch of my shit. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Simon, our friend Simon, who sits just to my left uh, in the Wheatfield stand, wasn't sure it had gone in. So there was a slightly delayed reaction of me being like, what? And Simon went, uh, uh, oh yeah! <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I was I was I was kind of with Simon on that one to be honest with you. I, I didn't really know what had gone in. I turned around and uh, Andy, who I sat next to, was already taps off, <laughs> which was quite an incredible sight. Um, so yeah, no, it, it was it was it was great. Did you remember Prince Boabin being an utter fucking boss? Yes, yes. He, he in the second half, what I think a lot of um, us Hearts fans have been saying about the midfield players last season, um, for example, uh, the likes of Jamie Hamill. Oh! Fucking Jamie Hamill! So yes, um, I'd, yeah, Jamie Hamill. Um, 
Still raw memories there for Nicole Hay. Um, Jamie Hamill, Scott Robinson, um, even Jason Holt, to be honest with you, as much as we all love Holtie. Um, Prince Blabin showed that he can take the game by the scruff of the neck. Because I think he did that a lot in the second half. Everything we really did was coming through him. Even the one-two for Nicholson's goal came from him. And then the ball came to him at the edge of the box. Jamie Walker, a nice wee cushioned ball in. And uh, he was the second player in as many minutes to make uh, Scott Robertson look like an absolute, you know... Tool. Non-entity. Yes. It, it breezed past him and it, it was a stonewall penalty. You know, Robertson has realised that he's, he's not going to catch up with him. He's put two hands on him. Shoved over, Willie Collum, you've got one right, you absolute fucking <laughs> idiot. <laughs> well done, you broken clock of a man. <laughs> um, what's interesting about Boabin is we were talking in pre-season about getting him match fit. He wasn't match fit after his time at Carlisle and Partick. And I think what's interesting about that is how we often forget sometimes that footballers are human beings and need to be in comfortable situations. Yeah. He clearly hasn't had a great time of it since he left Dundee United, and a huge part of that is not playing with his bezzy BBF, <laughs> Morgado Gomez. Yes, indeed. And you can see him now, he's, he's at a club, I think he's one of these players who's just sort of realising just how big and loud and enthusiastic the Tynecastle crowd can be when you know things are going well, and he's feeding off of that. And for somebody who, like, four weeks ago we were worried about his fitness, is now covering every blade of grass for 90 full minutes, and then uh, walking up to our main striker and sort of going, no, you're not taking this penalty, yeah. I'm Prince fucking Boabin. <laughs> and then fucking nailing it into the top corner. Yeah, um, I, it, was, it was a tremendous penalty. I mean, you know, that's, that's how you do it, Liam. Or Lewis. <laughs> Whatever your fucking name is, what? you angry piece of Hibernian shite. <laughs> yes, um, that's that's how you do it, Liam Craig. Um, strolled up uh, nonchalantly. Non, 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 nonchalantly? Not, <laughs> a lot more nonchalantly than how I speak the English language. <laughs> <laughs> nonchalantly. Um, so yeah, no, he, he walked up, fuck it, slowly. And, um, you know, he almost tapped it into the top corner. It was a fantastic penalty. And then... Great technique. At, the yeah. side of the foot just, like, opened up his... Oh, ooh! Yeah. <laughs> Crikey. Um, that's our prince. So, yeah, no, he's... And the, the great thing about it was the delayed reaction where he, he went to sort of have a really cool, almost, you know, quite quite sort of... Yeah, like a very swag, sort of swag, sort of just know, like, yeah, this is yeah. what I do, this ain't no thing. Yeah, and then he realised that he'd just fucked the hibs and went absolutely mental, um, ran basically crying <laughs> all the way down the Gorgia stand towards the old stand and was mobbed rightfully by his teammates. It was... Ran straight into our hearts. Oh, <laughs> didn't he just? Um, no, it's, it, was, it was great. It was a really good penalty. And speaking of running, I, I turned around after, you know, screaming my head off with utter joy and... Suddenly, the uh, school end was a lot emptier. Yeah, yeah, I, I did notice that. They weren't singing their Shan songs anymore. Uh, <laughs> something that did happen, well, something that was sung, was uh, everyone in the wheat field turned around and just started going, <laughs> Yes. Oh, one of my favourite moments as a heart supporter ever. Just like a whole stand of people making that annoyed sea lion noise at them <laughs> and then launching into the song that they'd been attempting to taunt us with not 10 minutes before. Yes, I mean, that's that's yet another in the long list of colossal failures that Hibernian <laughs> Football Club have trotted out in the last many decades. <laughs> well done, Hibs. You bring me so much, so much pleasure with your just ridiculous attempts at being functional human beings. You've only gone and done it again. <sighs> Great stuff. 
So then uh, Hibernian obviously tried to turn up the uh, the pressure. Oh, we didn't even mention Scott Robertson got sent off for that penalty. His second bookable offence. Oh, fucking man, who cares? Not Rob, apparently. Yep. No. <laughs> um, so they, t- they turned it on. Um, was it LL Gooey that had the shot that uh, Jack saved? Uh, yes, um, it was a, a ball in um, and uh, Alan Lonsford uh, didn't, really <laughs> did, didn't, didn't really get his bearings right and uh, Alan Gooey, um, or Alan I don't know how you pronounce it. El Alagui. El Alagui, okay. Um, he just sort of breezed in behind him. Um, header from point blank range, Jack did really well. Uh, really well to get his hands on. I, th- I think... Even from cross balls, I don't think we've spoken enough about Jack, to be honest with you. You know, 20-year-old laddie making your senior debut. He played against, you know, 10 minutes against Man City and Wolfsburg and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But, you know, getting chucked into this sort of environment, um, I thought I thought he handled himself brilliantly. He was um, excellent. Very cross excellent. balls and everything. Um, the, the interesting thing is, well, the, the Hibs fans were obviously aware that we had a young and inexperienced goalkeeper in goal. And during the... Uh, the the second half they were they were targeting him they were yeah. they were really like on his back trying to put him off and he handled everything beautifully before he had that save to make um he uh, handled a lot of sort of like lofted cross balls and corners yeah. came out grabbed them well there was one he dropped slightly but there was nothing there was nothing no danger there it, yeah you know? yeah um he he did <laughs> to be fair Hibernian he did shank one goal kick out of the park and boy did they enjoy that yeah well done on winning a fucking throw in. Well done, Hibs. You you really showed us there. That's you got one over us now. The bragging rights shall be going to Leith. That shanked goal kick will certainly be shown at their uh, Player of the Year awards. <laughs> That'll be one of the main highlights. Moment of the season. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Jack Hamilton, it is a bit of a pain in the tits that he's now uh, cup-tied. Yes, which is why we've signed Lee Hollis. Any words for Lee Hollis? He's... he's He's kind of uh, chubby and shite. Um, that's the that's that's the word I got from my Motherwell supporting friends. Um, started fourteen games last year. Didn't look all that convincing or great. So, but we've only got him for a few. You know, I think it's January the deal is, and Alexander's back in a couple of weeks. Gallagher's back in a couple of weeks. So hopefully just... his nickname around the club will be Stopgap. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. And we're looking to bring in Bryn Halliwell as well from. Socky Juniors um, used to play for Dunfermline um, because obviously uh, Lee Hollis will be starting tomorrow uh, yeah. against Livingston um, and that leaves us with Robbie Brown, 17-year-old uh, keeper, as our only other option for that one. So. With his recently twined hamstring in tow. Yes, yes indeed. Yeah, so um, Welcome to the club, Lee. Yeah. Hope that you don't fuck it up. Let's have a great time. <laughs> um... That was more or less the game after that, returning to Hibernian. I mean, they, they huffed and they puffed and they tried, but they, uh, they only created one thing afterwards, and I suppose it was an alright goal. I would like to mention the fact that Osman Sol got sent off, and we haven't mentioned that. That did happen before the goal. It did, it did. He did that wonderful thing where they thought, do you know what, Michael Nelson, your eye's not cut enough, so... <laughs> have one of these suckers, and uh, yep, yeah, knocked into the floor again. I like to think he was just absolutely livid at the fact that he had to share the football pitch with a player <laughs> like Nelson. He just had to think, you think you're in the same world as me professionally? No, no. And he didn't feel like that playing against Annan, which would tell you something about Nelson. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> telling. Um, so yeah, no. I, I, to be honest with you, it was... A pretty rash one from Osman. It was it was really daft. I don't know why 
I don't know why he did it. Um, he was very clearly frustrated. He was he was obviously frustrated, and that's you know that's something that's gonna have to get coached out of him then because that you know I don't think it ever really came close to costing us any points, mm-hmm. but. It's daft, and he's he's going to miss two games now. He's going to miss the league game away at uh, Race Rovers. So it's you know not the not the greatest of decisions. After we were singing his wonderful praises last week against Rangers, um, you know it's a, it's a it's a learning curve. Well, what it does mean uh, for the near future is like I mean like last year if we'd lost our main striker for two games, it would have been a disaster, and we'd have been playing Brad Mackay up front or something <laughs> terrible. Yes, uh, but you know. Um, once so went off, or well, before so went off, we we got uh, Gary Oliver on in a sort of support role, and then he took over the central role. And James Keatons came on and did a very very tidy job as well. He also he also did a, a great job uh, right right towards the end in the corner of winding up Liam Craig even more. Yes, um, but, but more of that later. There is yes. there is the minor point of uh, Hibbs scoring a goal, and yes, it was a peach, and yes, it did come from. An unfortunate error from Danny Wilson. He misjudged the header, so he ended up heading it into the ground directly in front of him. Not ideal in any circumstance, but the awareness of El Alagui to pluck the ball out of the air, yeah, kick it over his shoulder, then turn around and fucking volley it straight into the fucking net. Yeah, it was a good goal. It was a good goal, but it, it wouldn't have happened if, if Danny hadn't have... I really don't know what he was doing there. To, I, I think only he knows, but there's there's literally nothing that comes to mind that makes me think you know that's what he was trying to do no he, no, was, so he was, was clearly trying to head it away and he made a cunt of it he headed it directly into the ground <laughs> yeah he made a cunt of it I mean that was that's a, that's a great striker's header if you're <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't think there's any circumstance where he was thinking this is the technique <laughs> this is what I need to do that's, he just straight up made a cunt of it yeah he did he did he absolutely did. but you know it was it was a good good finish good finish from uh, El Alagui um but, but you know what my again, favourite thing about that goal was? What? It's utterly fucking meaningless. It means nothing, because uh, we still run away with the three points, as we very, very often do. Almost always, in fact. Yeah, no, it's, it's great. But I, I think, to be honest with you, if we're summing this up as an entire game, we deserve to win the game. Yes. I think we deserve to win the game. Uh, we've, we've maybe spoken a bit too much about Hibs. But, I would um, say so. Yes. <laughs> uh, but we, we do need to mention, uh, in the end, the, the aggro, first of all... Um, Liam Craig uh, just summing up his huge rage at the world, like like when we were sort of wasting time in the corner, like running over to shove over a player and somehow miraculously only getting booked for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think they, I think like that bag of dried mushrooms that Colin had taken at halftime really kicked in <laughs> at that point. And then uh, to compound it, following his captain's example, uh, Lewis Stevenson steamed in on Jamie Walker. Yeah, it's quite out of character for Lewis Stevenson as well because he, you know, you kind of. When we very, very regularly watch uh, the Hearts players celebrating at full time after <laughs> a party, um, you know he's uh, last season it was Kevin Thompson as well. You know they're they're always the ones that are going around actually shaking the hands of all the Hearts players. He, he seems like a kind of decent type, Lewis yeah. Stevenson. Totally out of character for him, but I mean I'm pretty certain that the entire Hibs team despise Jamie Walker. Because he is a bit of a prick, um, <laughs> and he winds them up something rotten every single time. I mean, the relegation party, he was you know having verbals with Ben Williams because he'd basically gone up to the Hibs fans to celebrate. Great stuff, Jamie. I mean, keep it, keep it up. I, I don't care. In I the absence of, you need a villain in a derby game, and he's looking like it's it's going to be him. In the absence of Jamie Hamill, he is our designated arsehole. Yeah. Oh no, I think so. I think so. Um, he's he's easy to hate for a way team. Uh, well, opposition team. Sorry, mm. but uh, Hibs seem to have taken a, a particular dislike to him. Um, and 
you know, as 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 we are saying these words on this podcast, it's it's come out that they've both got two match bans, him and Stevenson, which I don't think we can be too upset by. Uh, uh, neither, neither team has appealed it; they've both accepted it. Um, it, it was, I I wanted to say handbags, but Stevenson really rakes his studs right down the back of Walker's his uh, calf and right down his Achilles. It's a really terrible challenge. And compared to Jamie Walker sort of nodding at him like a Victorian gentleman, <laughs> um, it's not really the same thing. And good day to you, sir. <laughs> do fuck off. Um, so you know, but you know, you're not allowed to do it. I mean, it's just it's just like anything. You know, like uh, if you were to to reach out and gently cuff a, an opposition player about the face, then yeah. you would get sent off because you're not allowed to raise your hands. Yeah, it's it's a daft reaction, um, and I'm I'm sure he'll learn from it. Yeah. I don't. I don't think he'll learn from it. He'll just forever wind up Hibs, and um, as I say, I quite welcome that. I, I don't mind it at all. So full time whistle went. We celebrated our tits off. Yep. Liam Craig started charging around, trying to fight everybody, up to and including Alan Stubbs, which was interesting. As Alan Stubbs ferried him down the <laughs> down the tunnel to be sent off later. Yeah, he actually didn't get sent off. Oh, he did not. He did not get sent off. No, that was lies fed to us by the fucking media. I apologise, my information is faulty. Yeah. I will, uh, he should have been sent off though because he's a wank. Can't argue with that. Yep. Which does bring us on nicely to the songs of the week. Uh, we discussed this, we didn't feel that there was any real standout players, obviously standout moments for certain players yes. in the derby, but um, funnily enough, given that we didn't really mention him that much in the roundup, we thought Kevin McCarthy was magnificent. We've got form for this because we didn't really mention Prince Boabin last week either. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, no, uh, McCarthy was was fantastic. He, he played really, really well. Kept Alex Harris very quiet. Um, and same with Sam Stanton. Not, neither of them, even when they switched wings, got any change out of them. Well, like you say, very, very defensively strong, uh, solid positionally. And like we mentioned earlier, was involved in our best attacking moves uh, down the left as well, being yeah. very, very intricate yes. with uh, Holt and Nicholson. So, yes, for that reason, we're going to make some songs for Kevin McCarthy. So, you went first last time. Yep. So, I think I'll go first this time. McCarthy would tell any hobby to go suck a fuck. And if the hobby complains, then McCarthy will knock the cunt out, out, out. McCarthy will tell any hobby. <laughs> um, I would, yeah, I'd absolutely love to see the, the Corgi stand belting out the word sucker fuck at the end of a song. Um, the OEP and children section getting right involved with the, with the Kevin McCatty tunes. Getting right stuck in there. Yeah, you're gonna, you've made me look like an absolute dick again as well because I've just been really lazy and gone with the one that I came up with last year. They got a couple of very quiet earrings at places like Motherwell and St Mirren. Um, oh, but it is good. It's all right. Let's hear it. Okay. Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy so much better than Pakujabi. Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy. And so on and so forth. You see, you have come out of it before, but that one has got a proven track record of being sung on buses, and I do think it is magnificent, <laughs> so I think you actually do win this week. Yeah, but I, as I say, I, I really want to trial that one. Scott Wilson <laughs> dishing out the lyrics <laughs> before the game in, in the Gorgie stand. It's like, is, does that say 
cunts. Like I fuck. <laughs> it <laughs> does. Words. That's a, that's a reference to Donnie Darko for all you fans of uh, <laughs> early noughties indie sci-fi cinema. And I'll bet there'll be loads listening to this podcast. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Fans of uh, Noah Wiley's abortive movie career. <laughs> Well, uh, I think that just about brings us to the end. So thank you for uh, tuning in. We have had lots and lots of lovely messages. I've got one thing to say. Oh, oh do you? Yeah. Um, you know how I mentioned how I was absolutely ruined the entire weekend and I completely forgot the fact that we were doing Kevin McCarty songs? Yes. Yes. To the people who sent me Sam Nicholson songs <laughs> <laughs> uh, from Jambo's Kickback, I, I, I do apologise. They will get sung out when Sam... Fucking just plays well enough, I suppose. <laughs> yep. So, so over to you, Sam. Yep. <laughs> About on that note, like like uh, Rob says, we have had a wonderful response. Actually, people have been very, very encouraging and very nice. So, yes. thank you all for continuing to listen. We hope we have lived up to the standard set by the first episodes. Yeah. Um, we won't be back next week because Rob isn't going to Livingston. Yes, that's true. And neither of us are going to Kirkcaldy. Yes. Um, so we will be back in a couple of weeks after the Falkirk game, uh, just to sort of round up all three of those matches. And Because uh, we're yeah. a couple of shady part-timers. That's correct. Yes. If you do want to get in touch with us, I am on Twitter at Nicole Hay, N-I-C-O-L-H-A-Y. And I am on Twitter at, at RF Borthwick, R-F-B-O-R-T-H-W-I-C-K. But yes, thank you. Subscribe on iTunes, tell all your friends... And uh, Steve Crawford. Yep, Steve Crawford. Hey, baby! Amaruso, that's a run, it's a dive!